Hello, hello, hello. This is everybody's favorite blonde bombshell drag queen. It's Miss Chardonnay. And I'm back with my show, Pour It Up. I've got, as usual, a bottle of wine with me. I've got my mics all set up. And not only do I have a juicy drink at my side, I also have some juicy celebrity gossip that I cannot wait to dig into with all of you. And my drink of choice, because as you well know, if you're long-time listeners, I always look for a nice Chardonnay from the cheap supermarket with a fun name. And then I just down that whole bottle while I'm recording my podcast, because it gets me in the mood. And if I'm going to spill some tea, I better spill some wine too. <laughs> and that's how I roll. And today's drink of choice is... Uh, Chardonnay with the beautiful name Casillero del Diablo, which means as much as the devil's shelf, the devil's like wine shelf, and that's what I call my pantry. It's just, it's just wine, and I'm a devilish creature of sin. And I'm not the only sinner here. Let's get that out of the way because we have several celebrities who've done uh, who some have done good things that have done questionable things and I will be dissecting every single one of them and at the end of the podcast like in every other episode I will see which of the celebrities impressed me and they will get a refill and which celebrity let me down disappointed me and is gonna go down the drain uninvited from future tea parties. And let's get right into it, because we have no time to waste. And neither did Demi Lovato, because she not only has a beautiful, young, handsome new boyfriend with the wonderful name Max. I'm just going to leave a pregnant pause, because that's also my name out of drag. And uh, his name is Max Erich. And they only recently announced that they were together and now they got engaged. And now they're already engaged, wedding bells are ringing. And can I just say, I am happy. I'm really happy for Demi because she's been through a lot in the last couple of years. We had that overdose episode, we had rehab, we had mental health issues. And now she seems to have finally found happiness. And honestly, this girl deserves it. Let's just be real here. She's been through a lot. Let this girl have some peace. I'm always suspicious when I hear that somebody just met somebody, gets engaged super quickly, gets married, and then I'm always like, is it going to last? But this time, I don't want to be pessimistic. So I'm just going to say, yes, some people just fall head over heels in love and then they stay together forever. So let's just pray. Because our girl Demi deserves it. She's truly somebody who's seen some shit. And she, yeah, she deserves happiness. Don't we all, but for, for today, especially Demi. So congrats, Demi Lovato and Max Erich on their engagement. And then maybe in the future, there'll be a baby on the way. Because <laughs> that is not too far in the future for another recording artist. And her name is Onika Mirage, or as we know her, Nicki Minaj. She is pregnant and she, of course, because that's the way stars announce their pregnancy nowadays, posted pictures on the gram 
of her with a baby belly in like a field of flowers. It reminded me of the twin photo shoot Beyonce did when she was pregnant with the twins. And yeah, people lost their shit because they were like, damn, Nikki finally got herself a baby. Uh, I was always under the impression that she already had a baby. But um, there's this rumor that she has a daughter known as Camilla, uh, who was given up for adoption. But that's like a rumor. So we don't know. So the, the child she's expecting now is with Kenneth Petty, her husband. And yeah, I love Nicki Minaj, queen of rap. Well, one of many, because we have we have a lot of great female rappers, especially in 2020. They came forward like... Megan Thee Stallion and uh, Doja Cat, but I'm on the fence about her because she she's just very problematic, saying things like, oh, coronavirus doesn't exist. If you're scared of corona, you're a pussy. And then she contracted coronavirus. So she's not my fave, but I love Miss Megan. I love, I love Cardi, even though also problematic because she used to date rape men. And then in all of this, Nikki seems like the most unproblematic one. <laughs> well, Nikki and Megan. Megan is, Megan is cool. So we'll see, we'll see, but happiness abound. People are really thriving, getting their their vows on, getting their baby on. And somebody who just really did not hold back whatsoever is, she's a controversial figure because everybody somehow hates her, but then still she's like one of the biggest stars in the music scene. And I've always been vocal about that. At times, I find her insincere, but in general, I'm a big fan of her art. And that is Taylor Swift T-Swizzle. And I think a couple of episodes ago, um, during quarantine, I finally rejoiced that the truth came out, that she was right in the whole Kanye Kim Taylor feud. And so that was vindication for me, because I was like, I knew it, I knew it. She was literally being dragged by Kim and Kanye for no reason. And so she just released an album and everybody was like, <laughs> what? Because you, you all know with, with COVID-19 and the quarantine, time flew by. Like three months went past in a week. And so I feel like just the other day she released her new album, Lover, which for me was such a letdown. I was so disappointed because I love her old stuff. I loved her old like singer, songwriter, country music. But then she did Reputation. And I thought that was such a great way to kind of deal with her personal issues and her feud with Kim and Kanye to stay on topic. But it felt so raw. It felt like finally she was saying all of the things she always wanted to say, but never could because of her whole like good girl a country little country girl persona and she just stopped holding back and she just said all those things and it was so refreshing because it felt like something obviously highly curated but to some extent really authentic and then my hopes were really high for for what would come next and then she releases lover which was just this sickly like this sickly sweet bubblegum pop thing where she's like counting is fun and I was I was just like oh really this is what you're gonna follow reputation up with lover and I'm not saying all of the songs were bad but it just seemed like so cheerful that it was exhausting to me because I was like girl that there's no way in hell you feel this way the other like the dark side the reputation tour I was like this is this feels like finally you're you're giving I was 
you gave me us authenticity and now with lover i just felt it was sugar-coated fake and so i didn't really live for the whole vibe of the album and now she drops out of the literal blue one day before the album dropped she announced it a new album called Folk- folklore and it's uh it's like an indie singer-songwriter album and i'm um impressed i didn't expect to like it as much as i did but i must say well okay the thing is it's not an album i'm gonna listen to in like in the club and be like yeah i love this but it is a great it's a great body of work in terms of songwriting and it's um it's just very cohesive. There's a whole vibe going through it and it just feels um it just feels like a very strong and authentic and raw kind of thing she presents to us. And this is what I had been missing from the previous album. So I actually really liked it. It's something it's not club material, it's something I would play. It's like coffee house music, you know? Something that would play in the background while you're having a cup of tea or something, like when you're in the bathtub you put it on. But that is not a bad thing at all because I think that's just kind of great music if you can relax to it and if it's soothing. That was like the vibe I was getting. And she tells different stories that aren't necessarily her own or that are like a bit abstract and tells them as like the folklore and legends they've become, which as a concept I guess makes sense. Some of them are a bit too abstract for me. Like there's a song called The Last American Dynasty and last great american dynasty and it's just like about a like a woman meeting a guy a rich guy and then he dies and then she's shunned from the village and i'm like who who are these people why are you telling us this <laughs> but there's many other songs i love invisible string i love um my tears ricochet it's it's a very solid record i think and i enjoyed the album and i mean i'm a huge nora jones fan because Nora Jones' music for me is the perfect music that is soothing and that I can relax to if I'm in the bathtub when I'm trying to do something and have some nice background music. And I think that's a very valid genre of music. Not everything needs to be like boppy club tunes. So I'm actually really impressed with Taylor Swift because it finally feels like something she authentically wants to do, to say. And she expressed it through this album. So I liked it. I liked it. Um... Yeah, let's talk about another single that dropped. So we all heard about the Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith entanglement issue. And I don't know about you guys, I've never been the biggest fan of both. I like them, I don't love them, but it was kind of hard to not keep up with them because they were the perfect Hollywood couple, like the whole family. Everybody's successful, Willow, Jaden does his... I rephrase, I'm not sure if if they go by they. Um, The kids do their thing, the parents are successful actors, and they just seemed like the perfect family. Everybody's happy, everybody's supporting each other. And then they revealed they had separated for a while, four years ago, Will and Jada had. And that Jada had, well, some people call it an affair with this guy called August Alsina. She called it an entanglement. (laughs) And I'm just going to say, hold up, hold up. (laughs) It's not an entanglement. If you had like a relationship or an affair with them, then call it what it is. What the hell is an entanglement? Just be upfront and say, this is what we did. 
I was seeing another guy, is this whole Ross and Rachel thing from Friends. We were on a break. If you're truly on a break, then then there's nothing wrong with you testing the waters with, with somebody else. But um, don't play it off. It's like, uh, oh, an entanglement. No, girl, call it what it is. And it's fine. Like, nobody's judging you. But of course, lots of people are judging her. The one thing, like, I don't have an issue with her being and getting, like, entangled with somebody else. If the agreement between Jade and Will was to take a break from the marriage, and clearly they're back together now and they're happy. But then they ended this interview where they revealed this saying, hashtag bad marriage forever. And this I took issue with. Because I was like, honey, you're back together, you're happy. It's not a bad marriage. And this makes any kind of open relationship kind of brands that it's something bad and there's truly bad marriages with with uh, emotional or physical violence abuse sexual abuse these are bad marriages so just don't put the term lightly for a break you both took and you both agreed upon and that by now has ended so just like be mindful of what you say because some people do have bad marriages but of course <laughs> one person who also couldn't let it go was uh, August Alsina the other party in the entanglement he dropped a song called entanglement and i can only imagine that neither jada nor will are really happy about this and they've been in the headlines for a while and i think they'll stay in the headlines for for a bit to come too but yeah we'll see about that <laughs> sadder news of the day which i must sadly sadly say that several people have passed away. Obviously, people die all the time and celebrities are only human. So obviously, every person has their time when they need to go. But it was three celebrities in a very short period of time. Well, there was Naya Rivera. Rivera, Rivera. Yeah, my, my German accent speaking English, trying to pronounce Spanish name. Naya Rivera. Yeah. Uh, I, I talked about her the other week on the podcast that she unfortunately passed away and she, the coroner ruled it was an accidental drowning when she was trying to save her son. And she succeeded. Her son survived, but sadly she lost her life. And then three more people, three more celebrities passed away. The first was Olivia the Havilland. And for those who don't know her, she was an actress from the old age of Hollywood. She was 104 years old and she starred in Gone with the Wind as the Melanie Wilkes character. And she had a sister who was also an actress, Joan Fontaine. And they, I think they're the only pair of siblings to have both won an acting Oscar. So a great family, but they had a feud that lasted all their life. And she was kind of like one of the last remaining, remaining people from this golden age of Hollywood. So it's a shame to see these people like one by one die out the people from that era but then on the other hand she was 104 like she lived a happy fruitful life she died of natural causes and i think with 104 you've you've lived you've lived a good life somebody else who passed away was regis philbin and for those who don't know he was the host of who wants to be a millionaire in the u.s and he died now i think he was 83 i could be wrong um Oh, was he 87? I think he was... Oh, was he 89? <laughs> uh, 88. 88. Close. He was 88 and he was 
once at one point named the busiest guy in show business because he was just doing all kinds of shows left and right and actually um he holds the guinness world record for the person who appeared on the most hours of u.s television because he had so many shows he had the tonight show he had um live with regis and katie lee he had who wants to be a millionaire million dollar password uh, host the first season of America's Got Talent, so Kelly Clarkson, woo! And yeah, so he passed away. 88 is also a ripe age, but it's sad because it's, it's someone who I've, because I used to watch a lot of American television, somebody who I really kind of, you knew him. He was everywhere. Like, Regis was an institution. And to bring it back to drag, RuPaul famously said when interviewers would ask him, should we call you him or her? And he was like, you can call me he, you can call me she, you can call me Regis or Katie Lee, which was a reference to Regis and Katie Lee because everybody knew Regis Philbin. And now he's sadly passed away. So rest in peace, Regis. And a third person who passed away is Lady Red Couture. And this is somebody from Los Angeles, somebody from the queer community and from the drag scene. Lady Red was a beautiful, vibrant personality from the the drag scene, a trans queen. And most people knew her from her online show she had with her best friend, Johnny McGovern, Hey Queen. It's a talk show where most of the drag race girls come on to talk about the show and read each other. And she was just the most fun, bubbly, always laughing, sometimes shady if deserved, and uh, just positive spirited person and yeah she she had an embolism she was in the hospital she was getting better and then she she passed away really shockingly and she she wasn't even 50 i think and she was highly rumored to be on RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 something which she had been wanting to do for years so this is just really tragic and a huge loss for the whole community and the outpouring of love from everybody um, from the, the drag scene and the RuPaul's Drag Race community just shows how universally beloved she was I don't think there was anyone who had qualms with her so that was really tragic and that really shocked me because I just didn't expect that it. it's like such a fixture somebody who you just expect to be there and then suddenly they're, they're taken and I think she'll, she'll leave a, a deep hole in the community that can't easily be filled yeah so that's the, the less positive and fun news uh, but let's talk about something drag-related that we can celebrate. All-Stars 5 came to an end. And <laughs> I was torn because I love, love, love Jujubee. And she's one of my favorite contestants from the show's history. And this is her third try and she made it to the finals for the third time. And then was the runner-up. And Shea Coulee won. And it's so difficult because... Jujubee would have deserved it so much and I would have been so happy with a Jujubee win, but it was Shea's season. Like, if you look at Shea Coulee, if I look at Shea Coulee, I see a winner. It made sense for me that she is the winner and she so deserves it. I wish both could have gotten it, but then, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame and I am really happy with the outcome. I think Shea Coulee is a fantastic winner and she is drag excellence. She's fantastic. She's beautiful, talented, 
all of the words Lady Gaga says to describe something she loves. Um, absolutely never been done before. Totally unique. Never the same. Put it in a blender. Eat it. Shit on it. Make love to it. And yeah, that's Jacolet. And she won. So congratulations to the newest inductee in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. But but wait, there's more. There is because there is what well, it is Drag Race Canada. Yeah, let's talk about Drag Race Canada. I really enjoy the show, I must say. However, no, let me start with the positive. I love the cast. I think the cast for Drag Race Canada is absolutely fantastic. I think it's raw talent. And I think it's a really diverse and talented cast. And it reminds me of early seasons of Drag Race mixed with Dragula, kind of the vibe of the show. People Very authentic, different styles of drag. There's non-binary, I think, gender non-conforming contestants. I love it. And it just feels very authentic. It feels very much they're on the show competing. And it doesn't feel as artificial as some recent seasons of Drag Race have felt. For me, the main problem is the judges. So for those who don't know, RuPaul isn't hosting. Brooklyn Heights is one of the three judges. It's Brooklyn Heights, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman from MTV's Unreal. And uh, was it MTV? Not sure. And Stacey McKenzie, who's a runway legend who's been on several modeling shows. And then there's a rotating guest host every week. The judges are so harsh that it legitimately shocked me. Like, my throat is dry now, so I'm going to have to take a sip of wine and just let it settle. The judging is so harsh. They're literally going in, and I think at one point, people come for Michelle Visage from the US version about her being a harsh judge, but then Jeffrey and Broken Canada is, are truly, like, going in. And I think there's a, there's a fine line between, like, being critical and like being constructive in your criticism and just being mean and just being like giving off like a mean girl vibes and for me Jeffrey does that it's not really even if the core of the criticism might be correct and there might be like a point to it it just seems needlessly mean and I really don't like that and really th- like puts me off the show because I'm like, Ugh, now I can, can watch him scream at girls again, which I just don't love. So I would love for that to, to maybe change in the future, maybe a new judge next season. But that being said, I do enjoy it. And I think the third episode specifically had a great rap battle challenge and a fantastic hair runway. So everybody go watch it because it's fantastic. But if you are a fan of the Dutch drag scene, which I'm a part of, RuPaul also announced that Drag Race is coming to the Netherlands with Drag Race Holland, which is going to air on Videoland. And it's going to be airing later this fall. And, of course, the rumor mills are working overtime. Who's going to be on? Who's going to be a main judge? Nobody knows yet because it hasn't been released yet, but it will soon. And as somebody who knows many queens here in the scene, I can just say I'm so excited. There's so much talent here, so much diverse talent I hope it won't just be cis men because that's that's a problem with, with Drag Race that the US version and most of its spin-offs actually Drag Race Thailand did a great job there. They had really, really strong trans queens competing and one of them winning the second season and it just shows there's no reason to exclude these performers. It's just blatant discrimination. Yeah. That's all that needs to be said about that. 
some of the most talented, stunning queens and kings and performers, if they don't use either of these terms, are non-binary, assigned female at birth, transgender, and it just... I don't think any of that should matter. And I don't think any of it does matter in terms of, of being a good drag artist. And it's this whole thing of RuPaul saying, oh, it would be like doping, like you're taking hormones and being closer to a woman. And then the challenge of the show is literally creating, like designing a hotel room. Like how is having a pair of titties gonna help you design a room better? It's ridiculous. And I really hope it will change. Ugh. Yes, I'm upset about that, but I'm really excited to see what's going to happen to Drag Race Holland. I pray that there's some AFAB, assigned female at birth, and trans queens on the Holland's, uh, Holland's Drag Race. I'm not sure there will be, but I'll keep my hopes up because there's enough talent and it deserves to be highlighted. Yeah, um, and now to maybe the biggest topic we have on this week's episode, it is, of course, Free Britney! And, girl, is it a can of worms that we're gonna open now. So, everybody knows about Britney in 2007. It's become such a huge meme. She had a mental breakdown, and she shaved her head, and she attacked a paparazzo with an umbrella, and then she got into treatment and then her the custody of her children was taken away from her and she is now in in a custodial agreement with her father in a so-called conservatorship i think which means that Brittany has um well the father has complete control over all of her assets and her children which means she can't even go buy a coffee without her father's consent he controls her life in every aspect and The thing is, everybody's like joking about Britney Spears on Instagram because she's just like walking around and singing and painting. That's all she can do. That's all she literally is able to do because everything else her father controls and can tell her not to do and she then is unable to do so, which is really shocking for a grown woman who is, I think, 40 or nearing her 40s at least. Wait, let me look that up real quick. Um, she is 38, not even 40. And that's the that's the thing some... Because some people say if she was so mentally ill and she needed to... Well, not mentally ill, but mentally weak and in need of, of therapy and conservatorship and unreliable to, like, care for herself and her children, then why did she go on so many world tours? Why did she have a multi-year Vegas residency? And people are like, well, her father and the management made her do these things for the money which they then can use, and none of that goes to her. And so that's very upsetting. I personally am wondering what's the role of the boyfriend, because her boyfriend is a former bodyguard, security guard. Is he on the father's team? Isn't he? So that kind of thing spawned the whole movement of Free Britney, and everybody's like, she should get out of the conservatorship. And the conservatorship is going to be reviewed in August, and um, the decision is going to be made whether Britney will be able to fend for herself again or if the conservatorship is extended and it's been 12 years so that's um yeah i mean the, my issue with this is nobody can really tell what's going on none of us know what her mental state is nobody knows what the the conservatorship is like how much how high the degree of control 
is that her father is exerting over her. And that's the thing. We we love her because of the persona she's created for herself. And she was a big factor in many of our childhoods and, and adolescent years because of her music. And we love her music. And we relate to her because we've all gone through a struggle and hard periods and trauma. Well, most of us have. So we all want her to be free and live her best life, but we don't know if that's the best for her because we don't know the details about all of this. So it's really tricky. It's it's really tricky. And um, yeah, it remains to be seen. I only wish the best for her, but like I only know like most of the fans, I only know her public persona and like some glimpses into how she presents herself in social media. So I can't say if she's in need of saving, but if she is, I pray that she will be saved. That's That's all I can say about that. It's a it's a difficult topic. Um, I've always been a huge Britney fan. She's one of my favorite performers. If Britney comes on in the bar in the club, I will. I'm I'm hollering. If one baby one more time, I'll be off my seat, jumping, shaking that tush tush. All right, and we're at half an hour almost already. Oh, but before we before we go there, there's another another topic before we end the show because I always have this small segment called bite-sized beauty where I find a funny clip of the internet and I show it to you because it made me laugh it made me happy and I just want to share the joy with all of you and so this clip in question comes from a special day last week where One Direction turned 10 years old can you all believe 10 years ago these five boys were an x-factor and then the band was formed and a global mania broke out everybody was a directioner or you were like vocally anti-direction and hated one direction i personally was deep down the one direction rabbit hole i had several instagram fan accounts i went to two concerts it was lovely and then like most of the world i eventually lost interest and then zane dropped out of the band and then they released like another album and then kind of all went on a hiatus and started their solo careers. And now Harry's thriving, everybody else is doing great. Zane is married to Gigi Hadid, I think, by now they're married. But the funny thing is that um, Niall posted a video, which is uh, on TikTok with a song in the background being like, you and I get a whole lot of history. And it was like a montage of one Direction. So I'm going to play this now. But the funny thing about this isn't the video because it's just a nice little memory TikTok. But the funny thing is that each of the boys released like a statement on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter being like, oh, these people changed my life. I'll always love them. I'm so glad for the times we shared together. Except Zane Malik. Zane stayed silent, didn't say a single word. And he was the one to drop out of the band. So people are like, ooh, ooh. Zane must not be on the best terms with the rest of his band to not say or do anything about that 10-year anniversary. So there was some fun tea and there was such an fun contrast to the emotional sentimental video Nile posted so that was my bite-sized beauty and now let's get into it because we are giving somebody a refill and somebody is going down the drain and I think 
You know who's getting a refill? Demi Lovato and Nicki Minaj because they're getting engaged slash having a baby. And I just wish the best for them. I want them to be happy and successful. And I hope their new families they're founding are going to find joy because, you know, celebrities, we love them, we hate them. But at the end of the day, they're people and every person deserves happiness, especially in times that are so difficult for all of us right now. Climate change, coronavirus, literally there's so many sources of negativity and anxiety in the world. And when somebody finds joy for themselves, I think that's something we should all support. So, Demi Lovato and Nicki Minaj, you're getting a refill. And who gets, who goes down the drain? It's difficult, but you know what? Hmm. Actually, I'm going to say Zayn Malik, because Zayn, your solo career would not have happened without One Direction. All, all four of the other boys took their time, even if you're not in daily contact anymore, even if they all have solo projects going on, took their time to be like, thank you, thank all of you for, for changing my life and for giving me so much joy as part of One Direction, and you just stayed silent. Don't forget your roots, Zane, because we all don't forget. We all remember you from One Direction. That's how we all learned about you. So, come on. Come on, dude. You're going down the drain. Do better. And, yeah. That's for Zane. Everybody else is getting a refill, including all of you guys. Thanks for tuning in once again. And don't forget to subscribe to my internet. It's at sha.de.nay. Uh, follow Uva Radio and listen to my next episode where I'll be spilling some more celebrity gossip. Love you all and talk to you next time. Adieu.